Alrighty, Port Adelaide uh, getting ready to play the St. Kilda Saints this weekend at our Adelaide Oval. A nice home game for us on a Sunday evening, Anzac Day game, uh, which is a wonderful opportunity for the club. Uh, for us fans and everyone everyone involved, to, um, you know, a kind of unique time slot. Um, one that, we, you know, usually is 6.10 on a Sunday night, it'll be going, what the fuck? But we've got a nice little um, a public holiday here. On the Monday, and that means we get a 6.10 p.m. game on a Sunday night um, on Anzac Day to uh, to uh, a nice little time slot for us to um, try to make a statement again and keep this little season, this nice little season so far moving forward for our Port Adelaide boys. So let's get into a bit of a preview about um, what we're looking at with St. Kilda this weekend and, and, and everything else that's going on on a little bit of a special day for us. Alrighty, the St. Kilda Saints visiting Port Adelaide. Um, this is going to be a fun one, an interesting one, um, because we all remember last year um, the St Kilda came into the Adelaide Oval and in the midst of what was a very a nice, uh, you know, building season for St Kilda where they went on to win a final and and um, and have a good little season, they, um, they you know, the, earlier on, you know, I, I remember going to this game, this was the first game I got to last year. Um, after all the COVID stuff um, with my membership, I was able to get to the St Kilda game and you know, I was excited, you know, we were looking good last year and then we, we go in there and um, while, you know, probably outplaying St. Kilda more or less most of the game, they just, we we didn't take our opportunities and then St. Kilda were able to capitalise towards the end of the game and went on a real run and, and just were kicking some uh, some incredible kicking um, and, you know, bad kicking is bad footy on our end, um, but St. Kilda were kicking incredibly well. I remember that their score in that game was Without looking it up, it was, I remember they just, it was like 10 goals, 3 or something at one point. They were just kicking incredibly well and they took their opportunities and won the game and, you know, kind of got a, got away with a, a good win there and one that surprised us a little bit and um, gave us some things to work on. Um, so it's going into this game, it is an interesting one again. Um, and I wonder, you know, you look back to that game last year and how St Kilda were probably, everyone was thinking St Kilda would be. This year it's... Um, you know this this game in the time slot it is is a kind of a, a uniquely not a prime time game but a, a nighttime game on Anzac Day that it, probably have a few eyes on it around the country with everyone um, doing their thing on the public holiday. But it is you know St Kilda aren't tracking nearly as well as um, some people probably would have thought they would be at this point this season. They've had then a few injury concerns. Um, our man um, uh, Paddy Ryder. Has been out with um, some personal leave. Um, he's on his way back, but he's going to. I think he's going to be playing a VFL this week, so we won't be seeing Paddy again um, this week. And he certainly was a factor last year, so that's one. Um, but you know, it's, um, they haven't been tracking as well as people thought. So this game probably shapes as one that Port Adelaide are looking at as one to, you know, make sh- you know you got to put the points in the bank, but one that um, isn't looking like the game it might have at the start of the year. However, I. Th- to me, that comes with its with its own dangers. Um, I'm I can be a nervous Nelly when it comes to games like this. I get more worried about games against teams that you feel like you should. As soon as you start thinking about a game like this and you start thinking, no, this should be a good win, um, I start getting worried because that's when I thought the same thing last year and it didn't happen. So um, there is, um, you know, we've got our own injury concerns as well as um, St Kilda. We've got a few coming back from injury, so. That's that's probably where the the interesting things are kind of begin in analysing how the, how this game might pan out. I guess the interesting one, um, not interesting, unfortunate one for us um, as Port Adelaide fans is we got hit with the 
You know, I, I did my Carlton review earlier this week and was talking about how I was screaming at the TV at one point just saying, what the fuck is going on when people kept on going down uh, with what looked like injuries and... And you know, it looks like we got away. It looks like we got away with one with Houston, and um, and you know, Hartlett might be still a bit sore this week, but he could he could play. I don't know. I'm not sure if he will, but um, it sounds like he, it sounds like they're thinking he could. Um, luckily, we've had an eight day break between games again, so that does help the the chances with that Corky. Um, yeah, we, we probably all remember seeing Lockie Jones getting strapped up on the on the sidelines, and and then he went back out there and played out the game and looked alright and. Um, you know, I didn't really think much more of that one. Um, and then Thursday, it's, it's always lovely on a Thursday morning to wake up and see that, um, the radio has been on the radio and the, this, the news is, the mail is, as they say, that, um, Lockie Jones is going to be spending a month on the sidelines with a syndesmosis injury. Um, syndesmosis, the word that I had never heard until, um, I think Zach Butters went down and now I've heard it about a million times since and it's becoming like a, like a curse a ghost that haunts me um every day it's, uh, it's just syndesmosis i hear the word and i start shaking um so yeah lucky jones has that now apparently so he's out for a month unfortunately so our wishes to lucky jones um he seems pretty no, i think he seems, seems a pretty chill lad and he's going to be just um going to take it in his stride and um, a month is you know a month with a an ankle um but you know feet injuries are ones that you've got to manage properly because they can be, you know, if you don't do the right thing, they can they keep, keep coming back and biting you. So you've got to make sure you get it right and hopefully it's just a month, but um, make sure it's right is the, is the main thing. Um, but yeah, so that was lovely for the for the Thursday to uh, get that news and hear that the, the new cult heroes, um, after a promising first two games, um, you know, it's probably the not great timing for him. Um, he's certainly got plenty of years ahead, so it's not like it's a... A be all and end all, but it's just a it's just a unfortunate timing when he's just had two good you know you know a big game in his first game and then backed it up with a trip to the MCG and you know he's uh, you you can imagine that just in the next you know he's had those two weeks and he could really just push on with some uh, really finding his feet at the AFL level um, with some games against you know St Kilda this week and so um, it's just one of those unfortunate ones but that's footy uh, we got to deal with it and roll with it and move forward so. The thing, what we've got to look at now is um, who's going to be coming in for guys like Jones and and whether we whether we um, see Hartlett um, spend a week week on the sidelines if he doesn't quite get up from that one. Um, so we look at I always like to look at the um, we've seen the Magpies side has been named um, and the outs there are unfortunately um, and our thoughts are out to Jackson Mead as well. What was just a really nasty one for him um, and I'm sure people have seen the story, but Jackson Mead. Um, is uh, out for 10 to 12 weeks, apparently, with a lacerated spleen. Horrible injury, um, and it was quite a scary one for his father, of course, our inaugural AFL, um, best and fairest Aaron Mead and his family. Um, Jackson came home from playing last week. Um, it was a bit wobbly on his legs and fainted at home, and they rushed him to hospital, and um, he uh, was, yeah, they discovered the bleeding spleen and had to operate fairly quickly, and it was a, that's a scary one. Um, there's definitely that's not without its, um, you know, worries as far as um your your future goes. Um, yeah, so he's fine. Um, and he will be spending just have a lengthy recovery. And um, yeah, no, we're all 
thankful that he's okay and that um, he was at home with his family and you know and Darren was there and they were able to get into hospital because it was that uh, you know could have gone very badly if he was um, not with people so yeah um, so Jackson Mead is out of the Sandville side um, and won't be coming into our side uh, but the other the other outs for the Sandville side are um, Farrell, Leanett, Laddams, um, Power Pepper and Rockliffe um, so they're all kind of when they're out. Um, and they're certainly going to be coming back in if they don't get picked, but um, there's their um, chances to be, you know, either into the side um, or medical subs as well, which, you know, you'll see Rockliffe was named last week, so he wasn't even chance, but now he's he's uh, back in the outs, which, you know, I, I think Rockliffe would be the chance, maybe Lena as well. Um, whether they go Laddams, I don't know, I'm not sure if they're planning to go back to the, the two rucks and the three tools. Um, we'll see how, the, what, kind of how that's planning to shape out. I don't, it depends what they they feel with, um, and moving on to St Kilda a little bit too, is that, um, you know, Rowan Marshall's back. Um, so it depends if they're looking for, but he's going to be, he's going to be playing with an inexperienced partner himself. So, you know, I'd like us to go Lysett and then uh, ruck by committee behind him um, rather than bring Laddam straight back in for this one. But um, we'll see. I'm just a, just a fan doing my thing here. Um, but um, I really enjoyed how we kind of r- worked last week with, um, you know, Lysett and then the other other guys pinch hitting in there and, and uh, the three tools kind of seemed to really work and, and it'd be good to see them get, um, you know, the Marshall, uh, Marshall Georgiades and, of course, I mean, Charlie Dixon um, kind of work with that kind of um, game plan they had last week, which um, worked really well. You know, Georgiades was, um, found, was finding space and Dixon... Looked a li- looked a bit more um, comfortable in the forward line there, and then you know Marshall was doing a really good job of moving around the ground and um, and uh, taking some big marks, so kind of helping that you know forward forward press a little bit, and uh, so um, it'll be interesting to see where we go with that one. The other one that's um, you know still um, that that they're actually talking about coming in, and it'll be wonderful to see him um, make his debut is um, Martin Frederick, who's um, looked really impressive at um, SNFL level. And is one that's been an exciting little um, prospect for um, a lot of Port Adelaide fans that have been watching the sample side for a while. Um, and you know, I've gone, I went to uh, both the, one of the the trial matches this year, it's, um, our first uh, trial match this year, and then the, the first game against the Red Legs, which unfortunately didn't go well as far as the overall game goes. But Frederick looked really good in both both instances. Um, a lot of speed and um, and just a, a really good um, set of skills. So. Um, he's been impressing, um, and it certainly looks like he's been impressing the coaching staff as well. And um, looks like he's a good chance to possibly make a bit debut this weekend, which would be wonderful. It's it's great that we have a we have an approach that is to really get some of these guys some experience when they've when they've earned it. Um, it despite you know the amount of um, uh, depth we have, and a lot of guys that are knocking on the door that are experienced players as well. Um, but you know. Um, you know, Martin Frederick looks like it could still be a chance. Um, whether that means we see, um, I reckon that means Bergman moves back onto the halfback. Um, you know, kind of it taking taking that role from um, from Jones. Uh, we'll see, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd be really excited to see Frederick make his debut. And then you know, whether that means Rockler, I think Pal Pepper. I think he's been that's just getting him back into like the system a little bit, but I, I can't imagine Pal Pepper playing quite this way. He had won his first game last week back in the, in the, um, Sanford side. I'd, uh, it depend, look, he, it depends how he's tracking and training. Maybe that, maybe they are really looking at getting him back in. I just, 
probably thought he'd probably be another week down in the down in the twos, I guess. But um, you know, we'll see. It's certainly Pow Pepper if he's if he's if they've seen the, the Pow Pepper in training and and a bit of what he did last week. Um, if they've seen the player that they that we know and love from especially last year, yeah, great year. If they've seen that player, then certainly get him back in. Um, I just I assumed I thought he might be getting another. Another week in the Sandville side before we see him playing um, back up with us uh, in the in the AFL side. So, but you know, like I said, just a fan doing a podcast, don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be um, it'll be an interesting one of selections again this week. Just with you know, with just these little injuries that keep happening. Unfortunately, um, are going to keep testing this depth. But we all went into this season uh, really happy with how our depth was and um, where that's what we're here for. Footies are. Footy's a long season. Um, it's a battle of attrition, and uh, you know you've got to got to have the depth and got to have the guys to step up. You know, back in two thousand and four, um, a lot of people, you know, I mean, Port fans will remember, but you know, a lot of other fans forget that Port um, were without two of our very best players. You know, uh, Matty Primus and um, Josh Franco um, just didn't feature at all really that year after some early injuries. So um, we've done it before, and we'll um, knock on wood, we're going to do it again this year. And and battle through the whatever injuries may come, and um, and still and still um, go for that long-awaited prize. So, yeah, what interesting week for the selections. I did touch on um, St Kilda um, bringing back Roe Marshall this week. Um, he's um, they've really struggled the last few weeks. We've been missing both Marshall and um, and and Ryder, of course. Ryder, I did mention already again. Um, Looks like he's going to be making a return through the VFL, but not quite back in. He's just working back into fitness after taking that personal leave. Um, we all hope he's um, feeling feeling good and feeling better about um, about everything. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's you know you, you it's sad to see when players have to take personal leave just for yeah mental health, but it's certainly as important as any injury layoff um, because mental health is is of utmost importance. So we're hoping that he's um, coming back and he's in the right, and we look forward to seeing him back out in the park again. But hey. Um, can't can't say uh, he <laughs> um, as a Port Adelaide fan. Look, it's a, it's a boost for us that if he's not playing because he's a you know, we all know he's damn talented and um, even that he's he's a he's an elderly player now. As, um, but he's he can still be he still can kick clunk a good mark, kick a good kick a good goal, and um, have an effect around the ground. Of course, with his um, incredible ruck play that we we certainly saw um, the best of. At times at Port Adelaide, and um, yeah, he's um, one that you know he's one less guy that we have to deal with, and um, that's good as far as the game goes. Um, but I, of course, would have loved to have seen him just as a as a fan of Paddy and um, as a fan of footy, um, and just he's a, he's a good good bloke, and um, you know, uh, yeah, hope he's um, on the right track, and uh, look forward to seeing him back in the AFL very soon. But um, yeah, we've got Ryan Marshall to deal with, and there's I think Zach Jones is back in this week as well. So uh, they St Kilda. Are, are going to be hurting a little bit after last week. You know they had a good win two weeks ago um, against West Coast with that real, real good comeback. Um, you know, kick eight goals, eight goals four or whatever it was to fucking one point. I think um, to really roll over the top of West Coast, which um, you know West Coast are the no slouches themselves, as we know um, quite well. Um, so for St Kilda to get a result like that kind of shows that they what they do have and that the team from last year isn't a complete um, fluke. That they do have that kind of talent within them. And the, and the ability to play some good footy, but then last week was um, a bit of an aberration. Um, playing a team that we just beaten, um, you know, the reigning premiers, and they get completely decimated by them uh, to the tune of eighty six points. Um, and that's not, 
you know, you could look at that, and I, I have looked at that a little bit this week and gone, oh, well, there's a sign that we could, um, we need to be looking to try to do the same thing. But then, also, you know, teams sometimes when they have bad losses like that, they don't, um, that they kind of form doesn't hang around too long because those teams will get the the fire uh, fire lit up their butts um, at, on the training track by the coaches, by the fans. Um, and and certainly the players themselves don't like you know these guys are professionals but they're also they're also footy players with hearts and um, they don't like putting those performances out there that hurts hurts people that play footy um, and hurts and they're not they're not going to want to they're not going to want to re- repeat of that and they're, they're certainly every individual regardless of what's been said to them about what they've certainly got that within them as well that they want to they want to bounce back and not kind of put that um, serve that shit up again um, essentially. So we're going to have to watch out for that. Um, this could be a bounce back game for um, uh, St Kilda. They're going to want to want to show that that's not that's not who they are. They're, that they do have more, and whether that means you know that Port Adelaide are going to have to fight against that. And we certainly have the um, you know I talked about last week with um, Carlton. We're looking for a looking for a statement win, and we had to fight against that and still get a comfortable win. You know, without clicking through the gears too much. So. Um, as a side, we certainly have the ability to um, fight back against that and um, still get a good win. Um, but we have to we have to be conscious of that and conscious of a team that's going to be hurting a little bit. And as well as the fact that you know Rowan Marshall and Zach Jones, both um, pretty key components of that side, were not in the side last week. So you're adding um, their ruck socks were they were very very inexperienced in the ruck last week. So um, playing against one of the best sides in the comp. So um, when you throw Marshall and Zach Jones back into that mix. Um, that certainly changes the dynamic of that midfield again a bit, and um, and it, and improves them quite well. So um, we've got to be conscious of that that this is a, this is not the same side that um, was decimated by um, Richmond last week, as well as the fact that they they're both um, not the same side, as well as uh, going to be looking to bounce back a little bit and um, show that that wasn't wasn't um, was just an aberration and not 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 a trend. Um, so that's you know that's the same Kilda we're coming up against, and we're going to have to be um, conscious of that, and uh, and as well as the, the occasion um, for St Kilda, we, well, it's a home Anzac Day match for us, and there's an occasion there for it, and we'll, I'll get into a bit of that in the closing moments of this preview in a second. But um, you know, St Kilda have certainly got their own Anzac history as well, and um, they're going to be wanting to um, do themselves and and their history proud as well on the day, and and you know, it's an away game. They've got good memories of coming here last year. You know, they they got a win against us and um and the other mob from Westlake's uh in in back to back weeks. Um, they had a really good really good little trip over here in that uh, that COVID season that it was. Um, traveling over from their hub to spend a couple of weeks here and get two wins. Um, they've you know that's that's going to give them something that, that they know, they know they can play play on this deck deck and. <laughs> Um, little little fumble there. That'll be that'll be a good radio fail for anyone that picks up for that one. Uh, play on this deck, um, you know, as just and have that confidence because there's more or less the same team, you know. So um, be a be a good good um, kind of feeling for them coming into this one that they they can um, both with the fact that there is probably the lack of expectation on them a little bit. So there's that freedom um, because Port are expected to win this game and. Um, that's just the fact of the fact of it. That we are um, one of the top teams in the comp and are expected to win games like this. So that's the danger for us and 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 a little bit of the the carrot for um, uh, St Kilda coming over. So um, look, my expectations for this one are probably similar to uh, probably actually a little bit more. 
I said four or five goals last week against Carlton. It kind of ended up that way, actually. Um, this one, I'll probably look to the six to seven goal mark. I'd hope for Port Adelaide to get a comfortable win. Um, I think um, even with our, look, the injuries are concerning. We keep getting one every week, it seems. Um, but we haven't had too many, um, you know, beyond Dersma, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, Butters probably, hopefully, I haven't heard too much about where he's at at the moment, but... You know, he's a couple of weeks since his injury, and um, we'd be hoping that it's, um, you know, a couple of weeks before we might start sitting here and talk of him coming back. And Jones, you know, a month, and, um, you know, beyond that, it's just been little knocks and corkies, and it's a bang, a little bit of a sore side at the moment, but without any too much, um, none of those real bad injuries. So the, the depth is being tested without actually being really throwing too much at us yet um so you know this is still a strong port adelaide side that we should hopefully be seeing a, you know a six to seven goal win and this one be a really good kind of a small little percentage booster as well as um as well as just showing that we are um can manage our way through kind of these 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 moments this, we're now in the now starting to get into the guts of the season you know it's uh, round six and um you know these are the games that sometimes in a long season when you're still looking at, um, you know, you're still 16 weeks away from getting into finals. It can, you know, the finals still feel a fair way away, but you're really into the guts of the season now. So you're, you're in those dog days of dog days of winter kind of stuff, and um, uh, but not quite there yet. But you, you're start, starting to get into that stuff. So, um, you know, you want to these kind of win games can come by, and you you may just look past them to some of the. The blockbuster ones that are coming up, certainly we're only two weeks away from the showdown now, but um, these are the kind of games you have to get the job done, and um, and this is one that is a chance to, um, you know, unfortunately for St Kilda, with where they're at, they're just not at, at the team that we thought they were going to be at this point, so uh, we need to make sure that we get the job done and take advantage of that. That's what you need to do as a, as a side that's um, near the top end of the table, playing against a side that has been struggling, um, take advantage of that. Um, they may be a better team than they are, but they're not that team right now. And uh, we need to take advantage of that and, um, you know, put, enjoy a little bit of a percentage booster if we can. Um, but six to seven goals probably the baseline, I think. Um, if we won by 36 points, they'd be happy. But if we started, if it became like a 20 to 30 point win, it would be, it would be a sign that the game um, was a bit tougher than it should have been. Um, and maybe, um, yeah, you know, as long as we get the four points, that's the main thing. But I'd be looking for a, around six goals to seven goals as a, as a kind of... Um, the the baseline of where the happiness would start i guess um so yeah let's 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 hope this weekend is a is a good little win and um and knock on wood injury free finally would be wonderful all right um so i touched on it earlier and um everyone's aware of it um, we're getting a nice anzac not at night game um this weekend um it's an in- a kind of a unique Time slot. I, I realised that um, we've got a public holiday in South Australia on the Monday, which is wonderful for all our fans going to the game. Um, so we don't have to worry about too much about um, you know kids to school on Monday morning or anything like that. Um, so it's kind of extended the school holidays by a day, um, as well as just anyone that's um, well. I'll be working Monday, but um, you know most people with um, standard uh, nine to five whatever jobs or what you know that can take a public holiday off. You know don't have to worry about working on Monday either, but. Um, so it makes a unique opportunity for a Sunday Sunday night game um, to be a more of a, a fun fixture than usually we'd look at the Sunday Twilight game as you know as the, the the dead zone I guess a little bit but um, you know we've got the Sunday night game Anzac Day um, which presents a great opportunity for the club uh, I think um, to you know enjoy that time slot and make it um, you know we've had some good results in Anzac Day games in the past and um, it's a 
you know, a weekend we always look look to. And if we get that Anzac Day game, um, and usually well Anzac Night game, um, we've had um, a couple of fun ones in the last few years. Um, remember uh, Hawthorne a few years back um, when we got out to a big start and had to hold on for a win was a huge game. And you know that, that's kind of um, the opportunity it presents is to um, have a you know a good result in a game that a lot of eyes will be on and presents an opportunity to the club to kind of just have our own little bit of Anzac Day game history. Um, you know, we've got the, there's a traditional game on during the day every year, but um, uh, yeah, we've got our, our chance to just just make another little imprint on, on the ga- day itself for us and, um, and you know, just um, acknowledge our Anzac history as uh, the, the Port Adelaide Footy Club's Anzac history and acknowledge the day in our own way. Um, yeah, as it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a day to remember those that sacrifice for the, for the, the for for us and um you know i'm not like a um you know make make love not war kind of guy that you know war often is um unfortunately a futile endeavor in many ways but the the men that we send away and the men and women that we send away um to um potentially make the ultimate sacrifice um deserve to be remembered regardless of your feelings on it because um you know especially when you look back to um you know the Anzacs of you know 1915, and then um, even uh, World War Two, as we'll get into with a bit of Port Adelaide history um, uh, on Sunday as well. And I'll talk about that in a moment with the Rover of Tobruk. But um, you know these got you know now we have a very good understanding of the horrors of war, whether it be through the media and movies we watch or just the stories we read. You know, I I studied history at college, so I did a lot of um, I even did an, I did an Iraq War course. Um, where there was a couple of people in my um, college that course that were um, involved over in Iraq and Afghanistan that are in, really um, had some just fascinating insight to that world. So we we uh, have a good understanding of um, how war is quite horrific and 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 futile in many ways these these days. But um, you know, back in 1915, when uh, men were going away to Gallipoli in the Western Front, um, World War Two. Even it was still a heroic, um, you know, the propaganda because you know, obviously, no internet or um, you know, propaganda was a lot easier to propagate um, to to the people going away, and um, it was very much seen as heroic. You know, there was the white feather stuff and all that, and you know, if you weren't weren't going, um, you, you know, there was the pressure to go, and you know, it was a heroic adventure and all that stuff, and. Um, and the reality to the once they got there was very different to what was sometimes told um, before they left. But they they went and um, it was a, a and and often um, and and still when they got there, um, you know, uh, stepped up to the challenge and um, and really um, you know laid their many laid their lives down for um, for the cause and 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 you know and certainly just. It's just it's it's a heroic thing and 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 kind of speaks to the courage of a lot of these guys that went away and certainly a lot of um, many Port Adelaide um, people involved with Port Adelaide went away and and did that as well um, and that's what we're going to uh, getting a chance to um, commemorate on Sunday is both um, obviously there'll be the um, the Anzac um, the, the Anzac. Uh, Pre-match tribute, so I think it's 5.30 um, and then um, the Anzac ceremony right before the game as well. Um, so there's a few things going on, but the the one thing that's really exciting for us and um, it's um, something I've followed on the socials for a while is this um, The Rover of Tobruk, uh, a documentary that's been um, been in the works for a while. I think when we started our Creed um, socials last year, 
uh, was an account that I followed um, and noticed and I've been keeping an eye on. And it's a, basically, it's a documentary about, um, and anyone that's been involved in politics knows the name Bob Quinn, you know, his name adorns a stand um, down at Alberton and um, he's um, just um, synonymous with um, the Port Adelaide Footy Club. And um, as a player, um, I mean, you know, you know the history. The, as a player, he's he's incredibly well respected and, and known for being. And you know, around Port Adelaide, we still talk about him as one of the the greats, or if not the greatest, to play for the club. And you know, in the, in a club like Port Adelaide, it's no small feat to have that kind of standing still. And um, he's certainly known, um, you know, uh, na- nationwide as a great player. He's one of the one of the leaders of that kind of the South Australian side that really, um, really kind of. Would take it to the take it to the Vicks and um, you know certainly um, was known as one of the dangerous players in that South Australian side and and people respected and and kind of like he was just a damn good player and um but his 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 story isn't just Port Adelaide obviously he won um he he's a premier he's a premiership captain for Port Adelaide a Gary medalist um, three time premiership player you know he's one of the you know before you know the the um great days of you know the six in a row and John Cale and Foss Williams and then going into Russell Eberts and all and, and in our 80s and 90s um you know back in the 30s he was one of the, the player that um led led one of the earlier uh, Port Adelaide little dynasties so um you know and then after 19 winning in 1939 he went off to went off to war and enlisted with um and was um in the siege of Tobruk um so that's where the ro- the rover of Tobruk name is um, quite a quite a great great name for the documentary as well. So they've done done well with that one. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was involved at Tobruk and um, was actually um, you know just um, won a medal of valor there as uh, there as well. So as well as his Megary medals for what he did on the field for Port Adelaide, um, he actually went over there and and took that. Um, that spirit and um, that spirit of leadership and that spirit of um, and of, of fighting of, of, on the field now. I'm not trying to make any um, obviously the, um, the her- heroism on the bat on the battlefield in war is an entirely different beast um, to the heroism and valor of um, you know uh, being a leader and, and taking the bumps and the grinds of footy match. But um, it doesn't doesn't denote it doesn't um, change the fact those qualities um, are what leads to you know that same that's still the same person those same qualities do lead themselves to those two moments um, and so um, you know what what he's his leadership and everything for Port Adelaide was um, incredible and he and that's what led to those those premierships and the McGarry medals but then he went over and and kind of that that personality trait that he had within him um, led him to being um, both as well as to being prepared to lay down his life, I think he um, uh, in the siege there. I was reading a story before that um, you know he was they're laying the Bangalore pipes down, which is um, if you've seen um, the, the you know the if you've seen any war movies where the, the old war movies where they're laying it's like a pipe torpedo down, they're laying pipes down and they shove the thing down the end and it's an explosive charge. Um, often used to like you know breaking those barbed wire um, barbed wire fencing and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're trying to, uh, you know, they're losing. They're prepared, and he said, "We're probably this is probably the end of the road here, boys, but we've got to get this done." And um, he got that done, um, and uh, certainly he. Uh, there's injuries in that moment. Um, he got his. I think he got a fair bit of um, damage to the face, uh, which someone said, "Oh, gee, Bob, yeah, half your face being blown off," and um, 
it's always funny when you read these stories. It's amazing that in the moments that there's sometimes the the, the humor that comes out in these moments when you're um, you could be two seconds away from losing your life. Um, and he says, "Oh, well, that's that that that's an improvement then, or something like that." So, um, yeah. But he look, he he had a fair bit of injury um, from his time there. He almost he. Um, one of the great stories, and I read this one years ago about Bob Quinn, and I'm just, um, this one's coming from memory, so I apologize if I get any details wrong, but um, there's a story about, like, because he, he um, along with winning his Medal of Valor and all the things he did there, he, he suffered a fair bit of injury, obviously. I just mentioned the um, humorous um, story about um, his face getting pretty badly cut up um, in battle. Um, he also had a fair bit of sh- shrapnel damage to his leg uh, and, and thigh, I think. It just his entire leg was pretty... Um, pretty damaged from um, some explosions and, and all that, you know, the, the, the horrors of battle. Um, and there was a doctor over there um, that was going to amputate, but Bob wouldn't let him. Um, he said, no, do what do, do everything you can, but don't amputate. He's, he, wants to, he wants to go back with his leg and, and he wants to play footy again. Um, now, the, the doctor said, you know, footy's probably on, on, not on the cards for you, but um, they got... they avoided amputation and um he went back and after war he went back and was playing for port adelaide again i think it was in 1947 um but he went over to they went over to the mcg to play the vix and a fair bit down at half time and i think it was quinn himself that led a rousing speech at half time and said let's we're not laying down like this and they came back and drew the match but the doctor that operated on him in um in over in uh over at the brook um was uh, based in Geelong, and he apparently saw Quinn's name um, in the kind of team sheet in the paper. And, and he actually he was wasn't a footy fan, but he travelled up to travelled up to the game entirely because he could not believe that this was the same Bob Quinn. Um, so he goes into the rooms afterwards, and he says, "You know, he says I can't believe it's you, essentially." Um, and yeah, and said, I, I don't understand how you're playing footy. And you know, and I think Bob Quinn put his leg up on the table and showed him the scars and said, No, you did a good job, Doc. So it's just an incredible this this little documentary that's going to be about, I think it's about 25 minutes long, so it's not a long one. Um, but it's going to be a nice little story of kind of our Port Adelaide history, um, tied into the um Anzac spirit as they could talk about. And um, Bob Quinn certainly was kind of a, epitomized a lot of that, and um, it's going to be a nice little way to kind of start the day. So the gates open at um, 4 p.m. on Sunday, and and the Rover to Brook documentary will be 4:45 before we get into the um, rest of the um, pre-match festivities and um, the other Anzac pre-match tributes, first goals, welcome to country, um, and the, the Anzac ceremony, which I last post and all that, and then never tear us apart at 6:09 p.m. before we first bounce at 6:10. Um, so yeah, nice little, uh, a good. It's going to be a good opportunity for some um, anyone that's interested in a bit of that kind of history to get in there and um, see if, if you know getting to see it as part of your ticket of entry. And um, it's great that the club was able to organise that, and um, the guys that um, doing the documentary have worked incredibly hard on that one. Um, and there's a few a few other little Port Adelaide links within the documentary as well. We've got Erin um, Phillips. I know we, she's all playing playing with the other mob with their AFLW side, but she's obviously. We love her at Port Adelaide um, with her family and everything, and she's doing the narration of that one, as well as um, Stephen Summerton, uh, former Port Adelaide captain as well from just a few years back. Um, he's actually playing the role of um, uh, of Quinn um, on screen in the reenactment parts as well. So you look, there's it's a really um, it's tied into everything that is Port Adelaide. Um, you know, Bob Quinn was Port Adelaide. Um, you know, born born right there in the peninsula, um, and he's a uh, you know. Um, and then we've got the Port Adelaide player, you know, 
um, doing the reenactments and, um, you know, Port Adelaide, daughter of Port Adelaide Great and she will be Port Adelaide Great as well once she gets back into our FLW side in a couple of years, um, doing the narration and, um, and, a, and a great in her own right as well, a footy great herself. Um, so it's just a real good wrap-up of um, a lot of Port Adelaide people in that one. Um, and um, a, a nice, another just a, a, a nod to our, our incredible history that we can see stuff like this being created about Port Adelaide people um, from such a long time ago and, and be seeing that screening before a game here in 2021. It's just a um, something to appreciate as Port Adelaide fans that we um, have this kind of... Um, uh, this this kind of club that um you know foments this kind of um kind of content and and culture about our club and 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 history so yeah enjoy it I think um I, I can't wait to get in there we've got to, I've got to finish work and race down from the Barossa um and and get in there by four forty five but that's that's my plan I'll be in there and uh, being enjoying the documentary and and um, I'm sure I'll talk about it a bit once um, once we do the review next week which will hopefully be a fun review um, with some more win win win. Um, but yeah, that's about it for the for the preview. I've rattled on a bit longer than I, I usually would for a preview, but yeah, it's just um, got a lot of lot of things to be excited about this weekend. So yeah, let's get around it. Port by six or seven goals and roll on uh, with this season and keep moving forward. Um, stay in that top four spot. Six and one, um, five and one will look um, real nice um, at the end of this one. So looking forward to it. Knock on wood, we'll be uh, coming out with a comfortable win. Go on the pair. <laughs>